the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Derek Bukema, pastor of Orland Park Christian Reformed Church, and I'm so glad that you've joined us today for Grounded and Growing in Christ here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. Each weekday at this time, we open God's Word, exploring how it changes us and brings us closer to Him. Right now, we're in a series of messages that we're calling Jesus Above Everything, where we're examining how Jesus is greater than anything or anyone. To hear all of the messages in this series, please visit groundedandgrowingradio.com. And if you'd like to help provide financial support for this radio ministry, you can make a gift of any size at that same website, groundedandgrowingradio.com. If you're not already a part of a local church family, then I would like to invite you to visit us at Orland Park CRC this Sunday as we gather to worship the Lord and study His Word together. To find our service times and location information, just visit groundedandgrowingradio.com. And now, let's open God's Word to see what He has for us today. But let's give our attention now to God's Word. We're going to take a look at Colossians chapter 1, starting at verse 24. I'm going to read through chapter 2, verse 5. This is what the Scripture says. Now I rejoice in my sufferings for your sake. And in my flesh I am filling up what is lacking in Christ's afflictions for the sake of his body, that is, the church, of which I became a minister according to the stewardship from God that was given to me for you to make the word of God fully known, the mystery hidden for ages and generations, but now revealed to his saints. To them God chose to make known how great among the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Him we proclaim, warning everyone and teaching everyone with all wisdom that we may present everyone mature in Christ. For this I toil, struggling with all his energy that he powerfully works within me. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea, And for those who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love, to reach all the riches of full assurance and understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I say this in order that no one may delude you with plausible arguments, for though I'm absent in body, yet I'm with you in spirit. Rejoicing to see your good order and the firmness of your faith in Christ. If someone is trying to sell you something, they'll often say that they're going to let you in on some kind of secret, a special sort of mystery that if you're willing to pay attention, they will give you this thing that no one else really knows. I was in on one of these sorts of sales things. I was able to take my family to a very nice hotel in Chicago for three nights for half the ordinary cost of one night there, about an 85% hotel discount. But there was a catch. 
The catch was my whole family had to sit through a two-hour sales presentation to try to sell us on a timeshare to enable us to come back and experience this wonderful place again and again and again, if we would so like. And the salesperson shot his whole presentation through with the same theme. He's like, now listen, this is a secret deal that Hilton doesn't want you to know about. I found that claim extremely suspect, given that the office was in a Hilton hotel and that they had tons of employees working for a program that was called the Hilton Vacation Club. It seemed extremely dubious to me that Hilton did not want me to know about what this salesperson was telling me. But he said that this was a secret deal that was given just to the most elite people. And he lost me there. I'm not an elite person. I came for the cheap hotel, buddy, not to pretend to be elite. But the kicker was all of this. At the end of his presentation, after I had said no, he's like, all right, well, let me talk to the manager. And so the manager came back and sat down, and he told me that they had an extra super secret deal but that it was only for people that were either in healthcare or were clergy. Now, we had, <laughs> we had filled out our jobs before the beginning of all of this, and I said, what are the odds? She is in healthcare, and I am clergy. And he's like, well, then this super secret deal is for you. What an incredible coincidence. The hook throughout the whole thing was this. I'm letting you in on a secret. I've got a mystery for you. And the reality is it's only natural to want to be let in on a secret, to want to, want to understand a mystery that's only for you. If, if you know something that other people don't, then you can feel yourself to be elite or better or more enlightened. It's the hook in most infomercials and most pop-up ads the secret diet that the medical establishment doesn't want you to know about, the secret investment strategy that Wall Street doesn't want you to know about, the secret government program that the government doesn't want you to know about. Hmm, maybe this is the secret, maybe this is the mystery that I have needed all along. It's the way that false religions will sell themselves to you through enlightenment and secret mysteries. If you just come and are a part of this, you are going to be let in on a secret that most people aren't aware of. Different secrets revealed at different levels of cultic achievement, a special sort of enlightenment that only the elite can attain. And it can be attractive to us because sometimes there's a part of us that want what others can't or don't have access to. Or maybe you're more highbrow. Maybe you'd never fall for an obvious a secret studded trap in a timeshare presentation like I'm always tempted to for the two hours where I'm sitting there, but I did not fall for it. Just, I just want to let you know. Um, we don't have a timeshare. Maybe you're more elevated and philosophical in your thought. Maybe the, the trap for you is that if you are really enlightened, you'll be able to discern some of the mysteries of life. And this is what some of those who are especially exalted in their ways of thinking can use. I, because I'm so enlightened, can let you in on the secret of life 
that other people don't have access to. It's the same secret trap, the same, for, same desire for elite access. And this philosophical ta- uh, tactic or sales tactic, it's the same tactic that the false teachers in Colossae were using. A lot of the uh, people around the people in Colossae were sort of saying, I can let you in on this secret, this secret knowledge, this secret wisdom that you can't know in the Bible alone. Sometimes there were these things called mystery religions that if you were to go through these initiation rituals, you'd be let into all of these secret kinds of mysteries. A secret, they would say, that the church doesn't want you to know about. And in the face of all of it, Paul says, you want mystery? I've got mystery for you. The mystery of life, the secret worth struggling and suffering for is Jesus. Today's message in our Jesus Above Everything series will continue in just a moment. We wanted to let you know that you can download a copy of the ebook, Answering Seven Hard Questions That Christians Ask, absolutely free when you visit groundedandgrowingradio.com. While you're there, you can also listen to past messages of this radio program. This radio ministry is supported by gifts from listeners like you. To support this ministry, you can give a gift of any amount when you visit groundedandgrowingradio.com and click on the Give a Gift button. We appreciate your support as we share this work with listeners across Chicagoland. Now, we continue with today's message from Pastor Derek on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. What Paul wants to say in the face of all of these who want to sell you different secrets is that the mystery of life, the secret worth struggling and suffering for is Jesus. And so I want to talk about two different points. First, suffering for the mystery and second, struggling for the mystery. Paul, in the passage that we just went through last week, has talked about how Christ Jesus is utterly preeminent in all things. He is better than anyone and anything else. And because Jesus is so great, so incredibly glorious, he's worth suffering for. And so this section of the scripture might shock us. Paul rejoices in suffering. He rejoices in suffering. That's remarkable, isn't it? So great is the Lord Jesus Christ that it is a cause of rejoicing for Paul that he is able to experience what he once made others who follow Jesus feel. He is able to experience pain for the sake of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is an amazing pattern throughout the New Testament for those that follow the Lord Jesus. The apostles in the book of Acts are grateful to God that they are counted worthy of experiencing suffering for the sake of the name of Jesus. They rejoiced that God counted them worthy of it. And Paul here also rejoices in suffering. And he says that he's rejoicing that he's able to fill up what's lacking in the suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now please understand what this means and what it doesn't mean. Paul is not trying to suggest here under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that there was something lacking in the redemptive suffering of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul's not trying to say, you know, Jesus suffered a certain amount and if I suffer the rest, then your sins can really be forgiven. No, 
everything and anything that needed to be accomplished for the forgiveness of sins was accomplished at the cross. Just a few paragraphs after Paul says this, he's going to make that point that everything that was needed for the forgiveness of sins was accomplished by Jesus and that the written record of your sin was nailed to the cross along with him if you trust in him and that's enough to be forgiven of all of your sins. Paul is not for a moment trying to suggest that Jesus didn't quite suffer enough, that there was a little bit lacking and he had to make up the rest of that point. He's not saying that. Here's what he is saying. Paul seems to be saying is this, that God has appointed that his church will experience suffering. If there's anything lacking, it's not that Christ needs to suffer more so that we might be redeemed, but that his body, the church, identified so closely with Christ Jesus will suffer more. Revelation chapter 6 verses 9 through 11 illustrates this. Let me read to you those few verses of scripture from Revelation 6. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, how long, sovereign Lord, holy and true until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe and they were told to wait a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and brothers who were to be killed as they had been was completed. The thing that's lacking are the inevitable tribulations that are necessary as God's kingdom faces the opposition of the domain of darkness. That's what's being experienced here by Paul. The Lord had determined that his church would experience suffering And in so experiencing that, come to understand Jesus better as they face down the domain of darkness. All of those who have followed Jesus have suffered in one way or another, sometimes in substantial ways. And that which has brought them through is the knowledge that they're being joined to Jesus in more profound ways. Corey Tenboom, in her fantastic book, The Hiding Place, relays the intense suffering that she faced as a result of being imprisoned in concentration camps for helping hide the Jews from the Nazi army. At one point, she and her sister had their clothes stripped off them, and the soldiers there would jeer at them. The thing that brought her through was remembering that Christ Jesus was stripped naked as he was hung on the cross, and that he bore that shame for her, for you for me, and that she was being identified with Jesus in his sufferings. About 80 years ago, there was a British medical doctor, Dr. Helen Rosevere, who began serving in Zaire, Africa, providing medical care and gospel messages to the people who resided in that part of the country. She was the sole doctor for about 500,000 residents. In 1964, a revolution overwhelmed the country and she began experiencing brutality and torture from the new government. One night she experienced particularly egregious brutality and she said, on that dreadful night, beaten and bruised, terrified and tormented, utterly alone, I had felt at last that God had failed me. Surely he could have stepped in earlier. Surely things needn't have gone that far. I had reached what seemed to be the ultimate depth of despairing nothingness. In that darkness, however, she sensed that the Lord was saying to her something like this. You asked me when you were first converted for the privilege of being a missionary. This is it. Don't you want it? These are not your sufferings. They're mine. 
All I ask from you is the loan of yourself. She said that she immediately realized and recognized that it was an honor to suffer for the glory of God. In 1976, back in America, she relayed the story to Urbana Urbana and said this. One word became unbelievably clear, and that word was privilege. It didn't take away the pain or cruelty or humiliation. No, it was all there. But now it was completely different. It was with him, for him, in him. He was actually offering me the inestimable privilege of sharing in some little way the edge of fellowship of his suffering. In the weeks of imprisonment that followed and in the subsequent years of continued service, looking back, one has tried to count the cost, but I found all of that swallowed up in privilege. The cost suddenly seems very small and transient in the greatness and permanence of the privilege of knowing Christ. And so here's the difficult news. What does this mean for us? Paul is putting into practice this principle that Christ showed, that if one is going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, he's going to suffer. The call of following Jesus is a call to suffer and die. Now, suffering might not solely be a physical suffering. It might not be suffering the abuse at the hands of a state that doesn't allow Christianity or Christian practice. Suffering for Christ could involve being made fun of for your faith. It could be the suffering that's associated with a true struggle against sin, a sin that's striving to master you, and as you stand up against it, there is real pain associated with not giving in to the temptation. It may be that as a Christian, you have to patiently endure those who falsely accuse you. All of this is suffering. Are you struggling with any of those things? Well, take heart. They're part of the old age, which is passing away. If you are struggling or suffering, take heart. It means you're living as a Christian. The Lord will return and bring in a new age when Christ comes again. He's going to bring an end to all suffering until that time. Whenever you experience suffering for the cause of Christ Jesus, let it remind you that you are a Christian. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God. But don't make any mistake. Being a Christian does involve suffering. If you're a Christian, you will experience some of it. Even if it's just a struggle against sin, Christianity involves suffering. It's painful to stand against sin. It's painful to tell the truth. It was painful for Paul, and yet he considered it a privilege, a joy to suffer. And then Paul gets at the whole mystery thing. And again, this is in the context of all of these false teachers around the Colossian church offering these secret ways and secret paths. And Paul's words cut through all of the foolishness that they are offering like a knife. You want a mystery, he says. I have a mystery for you. All throughout the Old Testament, there was this 
mystery. Who is this seed of the woman that's going to crush the head of the serpent? Who is this king that's going to rule on David's throne forever? Who is this suffering servant who will redeem the people from their sin? Who is this son of man who will rule the nations and sit at the right hand of the father? This was a great mystery shot through the Old Testament for generations upon generations. And Paul says, you want to know the answer to the great mystery? I'll give it to you. It's not that you can have some sort of secret knowledge. It's that it's all about Jesus, Jesus Christ, and that he is in you and that this is the hope of glory, the hope of your life. The only secret, Paul says, is an open one. That should be told to the whole world, Jews and Gentiles alike, that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is the one that we've always been hoping for and looking for. That Jesus is the name above every other name. That Jesus is the only one who could ever save. What this tells us is that Christianity is not a religion of secrets just for the initiated You can't ascend to higher levels of secrets and come to understand deeper knowledge that's not for those new Christians. It's only for those that have experienced this or that or the other thing or have paid a certain amount of money. The secret is an open mystery that's to be proclaimed to everyone. It's Jesus Christ. And Paul says that everything that he is and all of the toil and difficulty in which he is engaged is all for one purpose, that the Colossian church, that everyone that he preaches to, that us here in Orland this morning, that we know this revealed mystery, Christ Jesus, that he is the only one who's able to save and that we might grow up into maturity in him that we might recognize that he alone is all surpassingly great, that he's worth suffering for, that we might grow up and be mature enough to forget about the kind of mysteries that people need to lure you to Chicago with inexpensive hotels for and suffer and strive just to know him. So he talks about suffering for this mystery and then he'll talk about how he struggles for the mystery. In the second part, when we get to chapter two, Paul starts to say some of the same things so that we don't miss it. If you notice, the whole first part of the section of scripture that we've been working through is about this theme of the mystery, which is Jesus. And in case we missed it, he says it again, just a little bit quicker and maybe a little bit clearer. At the very beginning, he talks about how the mystery is Christ in you, the hope of glory. In two, one through five, he tells you, listen, the mystery is Jesus. It's just Christ. And in him, all of the riches and all of the mystery exist. At the beginning of 124, he talks about how he suffers so that they might know this. As he comes to the end of it, he talks about how he toils, about how he works his fingers to the bone so they might just know this beautiful truth that Jesus is enough. And then he turns that into chapter two where he says, that's what I'm struggling for so that you might just know this reality. All of my intense work and exertion is to the end of you knowing Christ Jesus and knowing how incredible it is to simply experience his presence. How worthy he is of worship. 
how all of the teachers of the mystery religions can't begin to compare with the glory of simply knowing him. I'm willing to work and work and work and work just to tell you that there was this man who lived in Israel, this true man who was also true God. And for you to know that you have no hope for life or death unless you know him and trust him and serve him. But that if you know him and trust him and serve him, you have hope now and forever, even, even if you must suffer and struggle yourself for the cause of this truth. And so, today I'm not going to give to you a two-hour sales presentation. I'm not going to pretend to have a secret that no one else has, that no one else knows. I'm just going to tell you a simple truth. It's a truth that I'm going to speak And then it's a truth that we're going to remember as we celebrate the Lord's Supper together, as we remember the sacrament that he's given to us. Here's the the secret. Here's the mystery. Jesus gave his body to save you from sin. That Jesus shed his blood to save you from sin. And for generation upon generation upon generation, from the time of the fall, people wondered, what could this mean? The one who will crush the head of the serpent, the one who will save and redeem Israel from all of her sins, the one who's going to reign on the throne of David forever. What could this mean? Let me tell you, it all comes together in one person, and that's Jesus. And if you believe in him and you trust in him, You have eternal life. Don't fall for any other sales pitches, any other proclamation of wisdom or insight or elitism. This is the secret that's now revealed. Jesus Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen. You've been listening to today's message from Pastor Derek Bukema in our series, Jesus Above Everything, where we're examining how Jesus is greater than anything or anyone. To learn more about Orland Park Christian Reformed Church, listen to past programs, and to give a gift to support our work preaching the Bible on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life, visit us today at groundedandgrowingradio.com. And while you're there, please sign up to download your free copy of the ebook answering seven hard questions that Christians ask. Again, that's groundedandgrowingradio.com. This is Pastor Derek Bukema, and on behalf of Orland Park Christian Reformed Church, we want to thank you for your support and partnership in proclaiming the gospel here on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. If you're looking for a local church to call home, Orland Park Christian Reformed Church welcomes you to worship with us this Sunday. You can find all the details online at groundedandgrowingradio.com. Thanks again for joining us, and until next time, may God bless you. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.